Unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. And we bring you a special holiday edition of the podcast. Our special guest today will be Scott Lynn from the Team 980 and the Lynn Murray Sully podcast. He is standing by in the virtual green room and will join us in just a moment. So we are recording on Memorial Day. We hope you do take time to pause, reflect, and honor those who gave their lives for our freedom. So normally I do the podcast, uh, drop it on Wednesday, sometimes Thursday or Friday, depending on if there's a particular happening in the world of sports that I want to address on the podcast and wait for said particular game or event to take place, but normally during the middle of the week, but uh, doing one at the beginning of the week this week, since we're taking advantage of having a holiday and uh, spending a little time doing some podcast work. It has been a tough weekend, though, for the sports world. Uh, Wisconsin men's basketball assistant coach Howard Moore lost his wife and daughter in an accident with a wrong-way driver. Auburn play-by-play man Rob Bramblett and his wife killed in an auto accident over the weekend. Legendary Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer Bart Starr passes away at the age of 85. And uh, he was a tremendous quarterback of those great heralded Packers teams. Bill Buckner passed away at the age of 69 battling the disease of Lewy body dementia. And Buckner unfairly more remembered for the error on the Mookie Wilson ground ball in the 86 World Series. He was a terrific player, tremendous hitter. Normally was a very good defensive player, but uh, he was at the end of his career and his body was battered and he wasn't the same in the field and was often replaced late in games. And uh, unfortunately, he's more remembered from that than from a very, very fine baseball career. Uh, Again, Bill Buckner passing away at the age of 69 today. Well, the NCAA baseball tournament field was announced. UCF was left out. They, along with Houston, were uh, among the first four out. So the night's season comes to a close. They gave it a great run, had a fine last few uh, last couple of weeks of the season, and uh, did pretty decently in the tournament, making it to semifinal Saturday. But nonetheless, the Knights baseball season is over. We'll have more coverage over on my other podcast, the AAC Report. You can catch that this week on the Nightline Sports Network. And we welcome this gentleman back to the program who uh, joined us back during Super Bowl week. And he is from the Team 980 in Washington and the uh, Lynn Murray Sully podcast. Scott Lynn joins us from Washington. Hello, Scott. Jeff, what do you say? Thanks for having me back, man. I, I didn't think I did that well during the first time. So you're, you know, you're on your own as far as questionable judgment in the inviting me back on. Oh, uh, you know, you were amazing. Gave us great flavor of <laughs> Super Bowl week. And that was, uh, that was uh, very well appreciated. So it seems strange to me, Memorial Day, we don't have an NBA playoff game. But in one respect, I'm kind of glad because we don't have to look at Drake. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking to my, now 10, I was about to say nine, 10 year old. And I, I, I'm excited because I think, I, I hope, maybe the NHL will get a few more eyes on NBC tonight with none, whatever. Anyway, so we're talking about the weekend it was in the NBA and the fact that the Raptors came back from, what, 15 down to go up by eight, and they did what they were supposed to do. And I said, by the way, little man, you you like Drake? Do you like his music? And he said, well, I'm a fan of his music, but he's really annoying. And he's he's such an over fan, which he called him. 
Ah. And I said, I, I'm not familiar with this. And again, maybe he's a 10-year-old making up words, which is distinctly possible, especially in the Lynn house. But he's like, yeah, he's just really obnoxious. And it's great to be a fan. And he says, but dad, did you see when he rubbed the Raptors coach's shoulders? I mean, that was just so, it was so unnecessary. It crossed a lot of lines. No fan can do that. And and I just, you know, I I, I want them to lose because of him. But I actually really want Toronto to win the series because I'm tired of the Warriors. So, but I'm with you. I mean, we're used to seeing, you know, a game six or a game seven last night and then a game seven tonight. I feel a little little robbed but I, I i understand why it turned out the way it did Kawhi and and mr lowry and others just they came to play jeff and they slowly just took that series away from Giannis and the bucks yeah no doubt hey i like that term over fan because you know you know the the the, the term that gets thrown out a lot is like super fan which i mm-hmm. totally hate because <laughs> you no know, no fan should be lauded higher than another in my opinion but i like that over fan that's pretty good i'm i'm gonna tell him to make a t-shirt and you know sell one to uh to me and i'll give him the five bucks but no i agree it's something that i've never heard before he's like no you can be a super fan of organizations those people are you know everybody's got a super fan but this dude he's an over it's like all yeah. right he said because he steps over the line <laughs> out of the mouths of babes sir yes sir so toronto now goes up against golden state and uh in what I like to call the Golden State Warrior Invitational, because it seems that's what it's been the last few years. Uh, do you think they have a good shot? I think they have a shot. I think they're well coached. I think that they're going to need everything and then some. I mean, it's you know, when whenever anybody plays the Golden State Warriors, the person who's trying to make a case for the opposition better come prepared with loads of cliches. You know, they they better better they better bring it. They better come with all pistons fire. I mean. How do you beat that team? You know, how do you beat them without KD? They won 73 games in a title without him. Steph Curry is insane. And, you know, we talked about this a lot locally, talked about it with Zabe and DC. Kudos to Steve Kerr for pressing all the right buttons because prior to this postseason, sure, you've heard of Kevon Looney and, and a couple of the guys on the bench, you know, and you knew that Jordan Bell went to Oregon, but, you know, this McKinney fellow, and Yurebko is making, or Jarebko is making, uh, you know, uh, uh, contributions. And there's other guys you're like, what? I'm sorry, I'm totally not familiar with those gentlemen. And Steph Curry can be on the floor with those four guys, and they're and they're doing well. And you're like, okay. And Draymond, you know, again, a lot of people find his shtick super. Uh, you know, he's an over annoyer, uh, like the over fan. He gets on a lot of people's nerves, plenty, and I and I totally get that. Quoting the great Tim Murray, however, his his basketball IQ, Jeff, is insane, and he does all of the little things plus all the little annoying things when he's got it all working out. And it seems like he's in a good state of mind. You, you heard the soundbite; I guess it was last week that his kid pointed out to him. Yeah, you know seeing you focusing on the wrong things. And he's like, yeah, a lot of you guys probably got really annoyed and and watching me argue and do this and do that. If his mind is right and Steph's making shots, not to say the least of which is, you know, there's Clay Thompson's defense and Clay Thompson's offense. They're just, they're such a hard matchup. And, and you know, you want my two cents? I don't think Durant's coming back. And if Boogie comes back, then they're going to have to re-familiarize with Boogie being in the lineup. Let them go, and I still think they beat Toronto in six games, maybe five. 
Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, though, Toronto has been impressive. Uh, you know, and Kawhi Leonard is just such a he's, such a he's, beast. Yes, no, he's, he's fantastic and doing all, again, doing all the little things. You know, does, you know, can he score 40 and get them a win? Sure, but he can also go for 20 and 17 and three or four, and Lowry's making it work, and Siakam is where he should be. And, you know, I mean, it, they laughed at me here, but I, I said that the main reason that they won games three and four the way they did was the reawakening. I don't want to call it emergence, but a guy like Mark Gasol, because in game four, he had those big seven assists. And again, something else you don't expect, but that's how he's got to contribute. Sure, that makes things tougher. You know, I mean, it's they, they got to, the one guy that they got to get going, you know, Kawhi's going to do what Kawhi does. Lowry has to stay consistent for it to be a decent series. So that brings to mind now, you know, the Washington Wizards now. You know, this is a team that finally, I guess the fan base had finally and long wanted Ernie Grunfeld gone, and finally that's happened. Where do they go from here? It's a really good question. Uh, right now, you know, you know the uh, the popcorn meme where everybody just gets and takes a piece. So they went after Tim Conley, who had Wizards ties and is was part of the rebuilding of Denver. And they, you know, according to all the reports, he was the top guy on the list. Okay. Fine. You can ask people to come to your party that you'd like to come to your party. People have every right to say no. And it's common sense. He's already got a team with Jokic and Millsap and the youngster that they didn't play because of the the wrecked knee and Jamal Murray. They got a lot of good going on. They were a two seed out in the West. He's comfortable. His name is already on that. Do you want to come here with this you know, basketball horror show of a John Wall contract. If Bradley Beal would have made one of the all max or one of the all NBAs and gotten one of those max deal, you know, uh, uh, possibilities. Oh my goodness, Jeff, that would have been purely frightening. So it's like this vicious puzzle that you have to come in here and untangle. They have what half dozen players under contract, including Jan Mahinmi. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and Dwight Howard still here. If Howard was here for the bulk of the season, I know he's got his detractors, you know, they're, they're, they're all over the place. If he was here and healthy for the season, it would have been a different season because they absolutely missed rim protecting and they would get slaughtered on the boards regularly. It would have made a difference. Would it have pushed them into the fight? No, I'm not saying that at all, but it would have gotten them a decent chunk, you know, more wins. And I, I don't know if Ernie still stays, but it, it would have been a different narrative. But all that said, then they go out and they interview um, uh, Neil Olshey, the the Portland Trailblazers GM, who suddenly, you know, I think it was just Friday, this past Friday morning. Uh, Olshey's very, you know, very much in the Wizard sights. They're big fans of his. What happens within hours? Olshey signs a new year, a new deal to stay with the Blazers through 2024. So now I'm secretly chuckling because it seems like everybody's using the Wizards to get a better date or to get a better contract. And when that starts happening, you just go. Will you just hire somebody already? And whether it's the interim Tommy Shepard or it's Troy Weaver from Oklahoma City or it's Danny Ferry who's still out there, it just seems like those guys are out there to be out there. Hey, we did our due diligence. Talk to those three guys. There are safety schools. Hire somebody. The finals are about to start. Draft is in, you know, a month away. You guys figure this out. So I, I wish I had a definitive answer aside from that long rambling one that I just gave you, Jeff, but... <laughs> They're, you know, Bradley Beal's wonderful. He's very much appreciated. But I also sense from the fan base that they want better from Bradley. They want better for Bradley Beal. And if when his time is done here, he goes somewhere else, he's one of those guys who wants to establish a real legacy and not just 
take the money for money's sake. Yeah, and of course, those of us here in Orlando are kind of <laughs> glad that Dwight's in basketball hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain of that, man. I'm certain of that. All right, so let's turn to a couple other of the uh, Washington area teams. Uh, so the Nationals were considered to be in the thick of the NL East race before the season started with the Braves, the Phillies, and the Mets. And we're thinking this is going to be a dogfight down to the end right now. I guess if it weren't for them playing the Marlins, they'd be completely out of it already. Oh, my goodness. What a weekend. You know, and again, I, I want people to realize, and I'm sure that you do, that it's the Marlins, uh, a team that yeah, came in on a hot on a heater, actually. Yeah. And the, the Nats ended that quick, fast, in a hurry. Friday night was more like a softball game. Saturday was pure dominance from Patrick Corbin. Yesterday, things got really dicey late or got dicier than they should have been. It was a, a massive lead turned not so massive uh today max will go so we'll see where that you know leads them but you know the 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 hue and cry for this season even before well not before before the marlin series started was pardon me davy martinez is is not a good baseball he's a hell of a nice guy but he's not a good baseball he's not a good manager and and either they're not buying in or they're not playing as well as they should be. Davey Martinez, coming from the Joe Madden school, Jeff, is one of those guys that leads you to believe that the details are of the utmost importance. This Nationals team, for the longest time, and again, either this weekend will be a turning point or it won't be. We'll see what happens after this weekend, but they don't pay attention to details. Yes, they spent a, a, a load of money on Patrick Corbin, and Corbin's been wonderful. You know what you're going to get out of Max because he's still great, and I know his record speaks otherwise, but look at the run support. It's been painful. Strasburg has been very, very good as well, so you have those three starters. Guys you depended on for defense, either they're committing errors or they're sort of half-assing plays, and it's the play that's not made. Last week uh, in the Mets series, I think it was the Wednesday night game, you're up 4-3. to three. You go up 4-3. And in the bottom of whatever late inning it was, a uh, reliever comes in and somebody hits a ball over two outfielders' heads. And much like they said on the post game, and much like you, you know, any, any little league, any high school, baseball, you know, late innings, much like a safety, if it goes over your head, it's going out of bounds. Nobody behind you. Same thing. These two outfielders were too shallow, and that's not that's that's really awful attention to detail. Both outfielders, the left fielder and the center fielder, had to run a mile to get to the ball. They didn't get the ball, and it was just a frustrating. I mean, that's the first thing you watch if you're watching with a cap. You throw, you know, Spurrier style. You throw that cap on the floor and go, wait a second. Why did you guys have to run so far to get to that? And how does nobody come up with it? Just little things, you know, uh, a, a bad play early means that Max Scherzer has to leave the game because he's he's gassed. But if you don't make that bad play early and don't extend the first inning and let the opposition get some runs, maybe Scherzer has seven or ten more pitches in him. And, you know, we're talking about a different result. But it's been the little things from guys like Dozier or Defoe, who's now in the minors, that either they're bad plays that become errors or they're almost where, yeah, you should have gotten to that ball. And, and, and I mean the bullpen. Look it up, kids. It's it's <laughs> easily Googleable. You know, if if they're throwing uh, an eight plus ERA in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, or a seven and a half, and then eight in the eighth plus, you could figure it out. Although, you know, I mean, I I, I throw it back to you. Craig Kimbrell's still out there, and the yeah. Brewers could use him, and the Phillies could certainly use him, and the Cubbies the Braves could, could use him. <laughs> the Braves could use him. The Cubbies could use him. I mean, he's still out there, and there's a lot of teams. So. It's not that something's wrong at this juncture with Craig Kimbrell, but yeah, is he an easy answer for the Nats? 
cost a lot of money, I'm sure. And he's, he, you know, he and his reps probably are looking at the clock on, yeah, you know, if you want me, you know what it's going to take for me to answer that phone. But it would take him a little while to get used to things. You know, you, you, you want to still spend perhaps too much money uh, to have that lockdown guy who you would hope now would be ready by, <clears throat> you know, early September, middle August. You know, he's going to have to go through his spring training. I don't care that he's, you know, I'm certain he's a true professional. He's working out. But he and Dallas Keuchel are commiserating. And, yeah, they should both be working. And there's teams that need him. But, at, at, you know, how, what's the cutoff date for those guys? Yeah. So is Davey Martinez on the hot seat? And did the Nationals really think they were getting Joe Madden 2.0? <laughs> I, I think the, the I'll take your second question first. I think they did. And, you know, the people around here will always miss a guy like Dusty Baker, who did a, a you know great things with not as great of a roster. Davey's roster on paper, bullpen aside, especially last year, was really great. And there were trades made and there were things that happened thanks to Mike Rizzo. And they, they didn't get it done. Uh, does he remain on the hot seat? He absolutely should. Rizzo came out on Friday prior to the Marlins, store, Marlins start of the Marlins series, easy for me to say, and said, we're not dunking the roster like it's some sort of, um, you know, a, a video poker machine. And, and you know, just calm down. No, nobody's throwing in the towel uh, here on May 20-something or whatever it was. So I think that slowed the proverbial roll. Obviously, this weekend so far, three wins, you know, three games, three wins. So Rizzo's probably going to look at it as a, a little longer than a series at a time. But the expectations still remain high. I mean, the Phillies are flawed. And I know that a lot of people in the D.C. area are loving what Bryce Harper is or isn't doing, uh, you know, with a baseball, whizzing it into the wriggling night uh, or or striking out at, at a nearly epic pace. They're happy that that's happening. They're not happy that the Phils are, are, are in first. But, the, you know, the expectations are still there. It's still a gettable division. But, you know, you're not going to play the Marlins every game. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So the Stanley Cup Finals about to get underway. A year ago, the Capitals broke through after many, many frustrating years. And, of course, then this year they go back to another first-round disappointment. Do they get a pass? They still live it off that Stanley Cup a little bit? or? Good question. So did they get a pass? They don't get a pass. There was a lot of disappointment in losing to the Hurricanes because the Capitals were, quite frankly, better. They lost two key players in Michael Kempney, a defenseman, and TJ Oshie. And I know that there were a lot of injuries on the Carolina side, too, that had dudes shuffling in that lineup. And other teams, injured, injured, injured. I mean, the fact was, this was a bizarre postseason, Jeff, and that all the top seeds were, you know, they, they were they were beaten either earlier in the second round, whatever. Um, you know, no, nobody was around to see too deep into the playoffs. But there was disappointment surrounding the head coach, uh, Todd Reardon. You know, he should have done this or should have done this. You know, did Barry Trotz last year press the right Evgeny Kuznetsov button? Um, I, I, all those questions are absolutely arguable. Uh, did, you know, did did Braden Holtby play as well as he should have? On certain, on some nights, he was absolutely fantastic. On others, you know, uh, you needed a you needed a better Braden. But you know, the injuries were key. Uh, coaching, you know, they just didn't they didn't seem as hungry. 
They said they were hungry. They didn't seem as hungry, and that's also on the players. It's just a, it's a big bummer as a hockey fan when you see your local team, one that you've you know rooted for. I, I got to the D.C. area in 86, and while growing up in Philly, I was a big Flyers fan, but I, I slowly divorced myself from them and started to follow the Caps and then was lucky enough to start broadcasting them and doing pre- and post-game shows, and it was a lot, a lot of fun, and I became a fan, and I was – welling up when they won the cup and it was awesome but the following year when you see your team's players right after their ouster in the playoffs and they're like oh yeah we're going to the world championships now and so and so is representing his country and his country that's that's just a big kick in the stomach because you want your guys to keep on playing right now i i think the caps were good enough to make it to the stanley cup finals especially with tampa bay going out like they did uh you know against columbus in that first round yeah, that, that cleared the way. And I don't know if the Caps were looking ahead. They were a better team. <clears throat> and this is going to be one of those convoluted statements. They were a better team than the Carolina Hurricanes for sure. But the better team won that series. Carolina wanted it more and they played better. Kudos to them. And then they were taken care of. Yeah. So you mentioned Barry Trotz. I mean, do you think that is maybe the key difference? Uh, it's, it's certainly one of them, you know, I mean, he, he, he did some different things. And again, Reardon was on that staff. It's not like they called in a chef from another restaurant who is a cooking with different ingredients and using somebody's totally different cookbook. That's, that's not the case, but there's, it's different personality. And I, you know, I, I think that if that, that Trotz was sort of a koozie whisperer or a, a Jacob Vrana whisperer, if you will. So yeah, is, was, is he part of the equation as to why that they're why they're watching the Stanley Cup final starting tonight with St. Louis and Boston? Yes, absolutely. So the Washington Redskins, as the offseason continues, they they draft Haskins to be the quarterback. What do you where do you see these guys going this year? <sighs> Too early for a win total. Um, Haskins through, and again, one, count them one. And I know that, you know, at, at, trust me, I, you're a big football fan. I'm a big football fan. I like OTAs. Is there anything that we can take from OTAs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If your guy comes out healthy, that's what you'd take away from OTAs. There's been one that's been viewed by the media so far. They'll pick it up again. I believe it's this week. And then there's one more and then they'll have the camp and then they'll go away and then training camp opens. I think it's July 25th. I, I, I like him a lot. He was a really good quarterback in a good conference where they played defense. You know, is, is, is he's not going to go 50 and 8 or 50 and 7, whatever the staggering numbers were here. And it's going to take him a while, just like it takes everybody else. But if he's the best quarterback in training camp, Jeff, and there's probably no reason that he shouldn't be, you know, McCoy, Colt McCoy is supposed to be back and he knows this offense. Um, Case Keenum is there now, and he doesn't know this offense, So, he, but he knows how to be an NFL quarterback, and he knows how to be a semi-successful one who, you know, once took a team pretty far. Uh, it, it'll be an interesting room. It'll be an interesting race. He should win it. I think their defense is going to be improved. Uh, they need Josh Norman to play like Josh Norman and not like diva Josh Norman. Uh, they need Monte Nicholson to play like Monte Nicholson of the early Monte Nicholson era, the the safety that they have there. I love the fact that they traded back into the first round to get Montez Sweat because he'll do nothing but help a guy like um, Ryan Kerrigan. The injury to Reuben Foster is is big in that he was a guy with promise on the roster. Everybody who wants to run to the window. Oh my God, how could, you know, season's over. His season is over. 
There are other dudes on the roster. He never played a down for this team. Much like Darius Geist did last year, he played a couple downs or one down, ripped up his knee in a, in a you know in a, in a long out of bounds carry or long carry that was nullified by a penalty anyway. Oh my God, he was going to go for ten thousand yards this year. You can't say that. It's <laughs> you know it's the excitement that 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 football season brings. Oh my, they lost. They lost. Adrian Peterson at age, you know, 71 had a really nice season for a 71 year old running back. Nobody saw that coming. So you don't know what you're going to get, but I, you know, I, I, I think they'll be, I still think Philadelphia is the class of the division. I think the giants are going to be a lot better than they were despite the teardown that Gettleman's doing and Dallas is a tough out. So I would still say it's Philadelphia, Dallas, and, and then the Redskins and the giants are going to be improved. You know, can the, can the skins make a little noise? Absolutely. They, I mean, you know, again, you don't need me to tell you this. They need much better wide receiver play. Much. You know, Crowder's gone to the Jets. Paul Richardson has to come back and be healthy, and I like him, but he needs to show you. Josh Doxson's never been anything close to what he was in college, and the promise is is it's it's frustrating. So they need to, you know, I know that a lot of people are excited about Terry McLaurin, the kid they drafted from Ohio State as well. And he's one of Haskins buddies and he's supposedly by all accounts, not just his own, a great teammate, great route runner, great special teams player, good clubhouse guy. Great. You know, they should be better. The O-line's got to remain healthy. I mean, you know, what I'm telling you is not not what I wouldn't tell you about, I don't know, 31 other football teams. You know, what's your but it, you know, it do I think it's going to be better? Yeah, and I like Haskins a lot. Well, we are entering summertime in Sports Talk Radio, and this is where you find out who the real good professionals are. Will NFL talk kind of be the the thing you live on d- during these summer months? Or good. You know what? Good question. Um, I, I find myself, you know, if, if you want to talk business and what have you, Zabe was away uh, last week for a couple days. And I also have the great pleasure of working with longtime and, and Super Bowl winner, uh, um, longtime return man, played for the Eagles and the Redskins and the Giants, Brian Mitchell. With those guys, when Zabe was away, I, I'm, I'm looking for other things. Uh, you know, as a dad of three, I found two great stories recently in the Washington Post, one about uh, kids and ACL tears, ba- high school basketball players, and then another thing about what they call reclassification, where in essence you hold a kid back, you know, for social or more frequently athletic gains. So you know, when you and I went to school, if you were held back, it's because you were dumb or troubled or something was going on at home and you didn't have good grades. Now parents are doing it. If you have a talented basketball player, but the, there's a log jam at this year. You hold them back, and now they're the best basketball player in in you know a grade earlier. So it it seems to be working, but there's there's some philosophical stuff. But you know, it, football always butters our bread, Jeff. So yes, there's going to be a lot of it, and there's definitely excitement in the air with a guy like Dwayne Haskins in town. So yeah, I mean, we'll go from like I said, we'll go from the OTAs, and we'll go from the 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 mandatory camp, and that'll be exciting. But I, I, I want to find more stuff. You know, I, you, you look all over the place for good stories and Twitter's good. Twitter's bad, but there's great videos and there's great anecdotes and there's, you know, like it, there's just stuff to think about. So I, I find myself using more and more social media to dig just to say, hey, found this interesting tweet and it rubbed me the right way in that. Yeah. What do you think about this story? 
Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I, what I've always loved what you guys do, you, Murray, Sally, Zabe, is that you are able to branch out of sports, but still be entertaining, a little pop culture of this, a little, little bit of that. And I think that's a great testimony to what you guys do. Oh, very kind of you as always, man. I, I thank you. And I, I love coming on here and doing this with you as well. So uh, the burning question is, Uh-oh. when will you be having auditionings for the role of Tim Murray? Since uh, <laughs> he's kind of AWOL from your podcast. I know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a success story, that guy. He's, uh, you know, he's doing his own thing now. The NBC Sports Show, the, the, the show that he does with Michael Jenkins. And, you know, so many people, Zabe and I talked about it last week, ESPN with the building of the studio at where at the, what, what's it, the queue, the link, whatever it is in Vegas. They're going in, you know, two fists. And, and NBC Sports Radio has the show and the Doug Kazarian stuff, the content on whatever. It's a good question. Um, I'll, I'll talk to Sally because I know that uh, I know a guy in Florida who'd be pretty decent at the, at the job. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't ask for that reason, no. but, 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 uh, but, you know, I think, you know, you guys can do like, you know, what, like what, what it, Kelly Ripa did for, you know, finding a new co-host yes. after Strahan left her at the altar, you know, <laughs> definitely. So I, I think that maybe, you know, I'll, I'll talk to Sal. I mean, right now he's having fun with both of our schedules. The, the problem too became, and, and, and Timmy was always super honest. I mean, we're, we're friends. We're still friends. Yeah. We, you know, text all the time. Timmy's got his little guy, Sawyer, saw dog. And between Sawyer getting dropped off to daycare and preschool and all that stuff and Timmy wanting to do different things. And he also got a a morning Milwaukee gig, which is great for him. It just became three guys schedule as opposed to two guys schedule where now Sally and I will map it out and we're just we're there. But, you know, and, and again. I mean, my God, no, 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 I don't want to say malice and jealousy is probably too more too strong, either too strong. Timmy got busy. And then we were juggling and I was like, okay, but it's just easier with a two man band. That way we just go, you good? Yep. I'm good. There's yep. no third person to worry about. Absolutely. Of course you guys do a great job and you're on Patreon, correct? On Patreon at Lynn Murray, Sally subscribe. It's a humble offering. We play an intimate, you know, it's uh it's no big arena. It's no little arena. It's, it's the kind of place where you go and uh, you know, and they serve wine and, and some beers and some cheese and perhaps some chips and salsa. And we <laughs> do acoustic sets. Uh, you know, there's, there's different tiers. Subscribe if you'd like. We appreciate and they, it. Yeah. They can catch on the, uh, the team. 980 app too. Absolutely. Safe. Team 980 in Washington, D.C. I'm on two shows, the Brian Mitchell show from one to four here in the East, of course. And I know you're in the East too. And then I'm on from four to seven with the great Steve Zabin. Zabe, my longtime partner. I'm his longtime wingman. And uh, yeah, a lot, a whole lot of Scott, Jeff, goes from one to seven. So one to four, four to seven, show with a former athlete and a show with uh, a, a, a longtime radio professional who is truly one of the best in the business. Well, hey, it's great to have. A lot of you on this show, too. So I Pleasure, do appreciate sir. It. You know that. Enjoy your Memorial Day and your Memorial Day week, and we'll talk soon, I'm sure. All right. Scott Lynn from the Team 980 in Washington and the Lynn Murray Sully podcast. And um, when I alluded at the very beginning, he did join us back in Super Bowl week and uh, was so grateful because I hit him up late in the week. He had a lot going on, and he managed to carve out about 12 14 minutes for me and on a busy Friday morning for him. And I was always, always very grateful to him for that. And again, uh, I've been listening to Scott with Steve Zabin, Tim Murray, Steve Solomon for a number of years uh, from their national radio show and listening to their DC, DC shows on the app and, and, uh, and their various own podcasts. Uh, add them to your listening queue. 
you definitely will be entertained. It's 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 nice to hear guys that do sports radio have great passion for it, and they have fun. You can tell they enjoy what they do. So terrific, uh, terrific job there by Scott joining us on this special holiday edition of the Jeff Allen Sports Talk podcast. And we'll close with this. Kevin Na, he won the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. Even cooler, he gave the 1973 Dodge Challenger he was awarded to his caddy. That is pretty darn awesome. So gotta like that. Uh, guy taking care of his caddy the way caddy should be taken care of. <laughs> We're not going to mention the name of the golfer who, you know, was notoriously bad at tipping. Why would we do that? Don't want to embarrass him here. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88, on Facebook at JeffAllen88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. Kramer Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. It's made from the finest ingredients so it stops itching, heals hot spots, and painful inflamed skin. Kramer Salve contains a proprietary blend of neem, an ingredient known for its healing properties. A 4-ounce 6-month supply, including shipping, is just $30, and the 2-ounce 3-month supply, including shipping, is only $20. Help your dog end the itch and hot spot cycle. Order today at KramerSalve.net. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E. LVE.net.